Welcome to the Key and Mang audio experience where you're here from two up-and-coming therapists looking to enhance the lives of listeners by addressing health, wealth, lifestyle, and overall growth. Tune in to hear the latest lessons learned on the Key and Mang audio experience. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Key and Mang audio experience. I'm your host, Mang, as always, my fellow co-host, Key. Key, what's good? Mang, what's up? Hey. I'm chilling. How, how are you? Living lavish. Living lavish, living <laughs> lavish. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. It feels like it's been a long time since we've done one of these. Just me and you on the on the pod. But I'm excited for what we're about to speak on today because I think it'll give people a glimpse into how we grew up and the thoughts that were that we were exposed to or the beliefs that we were exposed to and how we're working to unpack those as we grow older. Um, and I think we all have limiting beliefs and they affect how we think and ultimately hold us back from reaching our ultimate potential. And so today we're going to be discussing a couple of them that we grew up with and how we're going to impact those moving forward, like I said earlier. So we got three of them. And the first one just has to do with school. So Key, what was what were your thoughts when it comes to formal schooling growing up and how have they changed? I think growing up up I thought formal school was like the only way to like get a real education learn a skill and then get a job now after going through school getting a DCT and like seeing other skills that you need I don't think it's necessary to have to go back to school but I do think that like if I had that mindset prior I probably wouldn't have went the route I did um and I think that holds other people back because maybe their family wants them to go to school because of the security um, or they are like struggling with that. Like they know that they can learn a skill outside of formal education, but it's traditional to go to school and get that education. <clears throat> so you may be struggling, like debating back and forth on like what they should do. And I think now it's becoming more accepting to not like get a formal education and learn things on your own, but still be able to be successful doing that. And what do you think has allowed for that shift to change from when you was growing up to, to now it being more accepted? And my like beliefs or like in the world? For you. I think it's, probably like the people like I'm exposed to like I see them they got a degree in one field and then they took the skills and just learn more skills in a different field and then combine them into something bigger like a, a business so like I think after seeing that it's like why can't I do that so if I think if I would have saw that prior to school I probably would have did something totally different really all right, take I us would, through this thought experiment. Take, a, take us through this thought experiment. How would it be different then? I think I would have done something. Either I either would have went totally different and did like accounting or I would have did something I'm trying to do now, like, like marketing and helping like businesses, like healthcare businesses out. But I think the way the world is set up now with, everything being digital, I think it allows people to thrive if they want to do that. Yeah, but at that point, we're talking like, what, when you were 17, 18, let's say 10 years ago, was the landscape like it is now? You might not have been like 
Instagram was just popping off. TikTok wasn't a thing. YouTube was still there. But like, would the same opportunities be present at that time than what is available now? Probably not. But I do think I could have took like that base knowledge from just like probably a couple years of school and then turned it into like continued on my own. I don't think that I would have had to do like my undergrad and then like a doctorate program. I think my steps would have been a little bit different. So conversely speaking, like if I was 20 right now and about to go into undergrad, I think I would do things differently just with how the landscape of the world is. So PT would be totally out? I don't, I don't know if it would be totally out, but it wouldn't be totally in. <laughs> I just think I don't know I don't I can't say it's totally out but I think I would have moved differently <clears throat> what about you what are your thoughts on school limiting beliefs around school uh, I think growing up I heard a lot about engineering doctor lawyer Right, like like Carell uh, was talking about when he was on, he was on with us a couple weeks ago. That's what I heard growing up. So I was like, oh, that's uh, those are options. And of course, I think we'll get into this later. But wanted to get to the league somehow. Um, so trying to figure out something that's sturdy and dependable, and you know, you're gonna have a job. That's what I heard. And then as you guys start to see more of what is available out there and what you can doing how you can shape your how you can shape your career shape your future then you start to think a little bit outside the box of what are you good at what do you want to get good at what don't you like and how can you turn the things you like into something that you enjoy to do so that's kind of um that's kind of where I thought of what I thought of when we started talking about the school subject and then start to think about I don't know how much would have changed knowing what I know now, but like we were just talking about with trades, with trade schools and not having to go into crazy amounts of debt for getting the grab program, but you could do a trade, whether it's electrician, plumbing, welding, things that you can learn applicable skills and get on the job training for it. And, and if you have a situation like a hurricane Ian, um, prayers up to everybody who's affected by it, first of all, but, people who have, who have lost power, lost electricity, now there's a high demand for electricians. So it doesn't mean that you have to go to school to get that and get that degree to have an impact and make a make the change that you want to see. There's multiple ways to do it. And I think now, looking back on it, um, just wasn't exposed to all the opportunities out there until later. And then being open to being able to see those opportunities and and run with it, well, run with whatever came came my way. I have a question. What What are you gonna like teach your kids or one one your kids to believe about like education and like how they should go about it? Uh, you stole the question I was I was about to ask <laughs> you. <laughs> that's that's a great question. I think it's just going to be about showing them as many things as out there, showing them as many things as possible. Um, making sure that they <clears throat> are able to learn from a lot of different people and whether it's from YouTube or in-person classes or whatever it may be in high school, middle school, 
just trying to expose them to a bunch of different things so that they can figure out what they like and what they don't like. And I think once you start to figure that out, then you can start to figure out, all right, this is how I can, these are things that I want to do that involve the things that I like. And these are things that are involved that involve things I don't like. So I think that's going to be my biggest job as a, as a parent when that time comes and making sure that I can have those conversations about like, how can, how can I help foster that like growth or like evolution to find the things that they're passionate about? Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think it's best when you, when you let someone, I think this is just in general, um, when you let someone kind of explore all their options, like expose them to whatever they can and then let them kind of figure out what they want to do with that. I don't think you should like pressure somebody into doing something. But with that being said, I don't think I'm going to be 100% supportive of certain things, of certain, like going all in on certain fields. Go ahead, explain. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for example, if you want to go to school for art, or music, I don't know. I don't think I don't think I'm gonna be like 100% supportive of it. I'm gonna be supportive of you doing it, but I think that you're gonna have to do something else while you're doing that. I don't think it, it. You should be like, oh, this is my passion, and I'm gonna completely hone in on it until it works. Like you're gonna have to like do do something else. That's like me saying I'm a I'm gonna quit my job right now and just hone in on like my business and then and just see if it happens like i think you have to like have some sort of security while you're doing that like i don't believe in like strictly chasing your passion but what if you're you're what if you're your kid's security blanket so if, you're, if i'm in a position to do that yeah yeah i'm saying like i'm saying <laughs> you're you're set like you uh multi-millionaire and you giving your kids the opportunity to explore. Let's say they wanted to go to college and they want to study history and learn about <laughs> the ancient ancient Egyptian civilization. Um, <laughs> would you say no if you know that they can? They have you to fall back on in in case things go bad. Yes, but if it's history, no. But if it's one of the other things I mentioned, <laughs> yes, yeah, why not? But okay. I do think I do think that um, if that's the case, you should like give like some sense of urgency. I don't think you should always like be their like I guess their backup plan all the time. Like you should be that if it worst came to worst, but I don't think that you should be like, hey, until this happens. I'm going to be doing this. And I also feel like once you have a certain amount of money, like this doesn't apply. Because when you have a lot, when you have a lot of money, you can go to school forever. Like you can study this for fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like they have to have some sense of urgency built in. No, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. <clears throat> I was just, I was just throwing that uh, hypothetical out there. But the history but I, a history might have been an extreme. I know, example. I'm kidding. I was just trying to. <laughs> <it might have. laughs> but no, I'm just thinking if, like, if if you got a security blanket, then I think your your kids are gonna be more likely to explore different things. Because at the end of the day, you want them to grow up and be able to explore on their own, but know that if things get bad, then they got 
their parents that can help them with it. I think that's an ideal situation. Let them spread their wings, but they can come back to the nest every once in a while if they get in a in a tough situation. I agree. I think I think I kind of have that, but I don't have it in me to be like I'm gonna leave and put the responsibility on my parents to do certain things for me. I think it worse than the worst. My parents will take care of me again, but I don't want. I don't want that. Yeah, no, I, I get you. I get you. Yeah, I think for me, it's so it's been so it's been the there's been more urgency because I never really had. I mean, my parents would help me how they can, but we ain't really have it like that to to be trying to guess of what I want to do in school because every year I'm in school has extra year of tuition you got to pay for and figure out and meal plans and all that stuff. And I realized early I don't have a lot of time to be trying to figure out what I want to do. So that, I think that's where it became super important to be very intentional with what you're trying, what I'm trying to get out of my life and my career because I wasn't going to have a lot of like financial help from my parents. That's just not how the situation we were able to have. So uh, I think for, for me, that's why it's, it, 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 um, for me, I think that's why it, the path went this way, just because I don't have that security fallback right now. And I hope to be able to provide that for my kids when that time comes. If you had the security um, or fallback, what do you, what do you think you would be doing? I have no idea. I, we probably have a lot more conversations, though, about different career options if, if it were that were the case, um, because it was always the big three, engineering, lawyer, doctor, because that those are the most financially stable. Um, and everyone needs some of those somewhere. But if I if that was the thing, if that was an option. Who knows? Probably be a lot more creative, I think and allowed to explore a little more in the different realms of the world. Because I think my parents would also have more access and exposure to other things as well that they didn't get growing up in Gambia or coming to Alaska or coming to the States or whatever it may be. So I think um, I think it'd be a little different in how you know, we talked about jobs in the future and what to expect, what to look for in a, in a job and things like that in a career. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely not that creative as I would like to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I probably would explore those too. What about? Okay, so we're gonna transition a little bit. Growing up, um, and just like the the experience as a as a black kid, black adult, and being good in sports, especially if you like what you see in in the world today, you see a lot of, like the NBA, the NFL, a lot of predominantly black sports and being really good at athletics. So that's kind of what's expected of you if you go to, if you're in school, like you're supposed to be good at sports because every time I look on TV, there's a black athlete that's really good or the best of the best, the LeBrons of the world, the Lamars of the world, et cetera. Um, what were some of the limiting beliefs that you have around sports and, you know, just being a black athlete growing up? Um, I think, I feel like as a female, I didn't really experience, I think it's different for females and males. 
I think males have are have more pressure to becoming um like professional athletes in it than than females. Like I feel like for for guys it's more so like be a rapper, be an athlete or I don't know. Like those are those are the main options. So I, I feel like as a yeah. those are those are the two options. Um but I do think with girls it's a little different. Yes you play sports you may want to like pursue that but I do think that like education is more I guess like I don't know how to to say it I don't I don't I wouldn't say that girls are better at education but I feel like at a younger age girls are more into it so they are exposed to a lot of different things than than guys and I feel like that exposure is what changes things like girls are like, oh, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a nurse. And guys are just, I think they take a little longer to mature and figure out what they want. And I think that's where that comes from. So I don't think I really had any limiting beliefs around it, but I do see it happening. Why is that, though? Why do you feel like it's different between males and females or boys and girls? I don't know. That's a hard question. That's That's a hard question. I have no idea. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I do think all kids should, all, all kids, if you if you have the opportunity, you should play sports and you should use it as a tool to like get you to where you need to go. And then if you are um, like good enough, you should, you should want to play professional sports. But I don't think that should be the only thing you're exposed to. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. But if you're all invested, go ahead and do it. But I don't think it should be the only thing you're exposed to. And I feel like in, like, the Black community, it's a lot of that. Yeah, I think if you decide to go all into the sports, then you need to understand the other side of it, of the communication aspect, the creating relationships aspect, the resilience for when things don't go your way whether it's you get injured or you think you're better than somebody and they got your spot because they I don't know they got different relationships with coaches or whatever or with their teammates I think you got to be able to be really good at navigating all that and understanding the long game of it and not just the the short-term focus of it and I I also I think that it like when you are involved in those things growing up, like you develop a certain skill set and mindset to thrive in other fields. Um, so I think I think it is important. It's more so like being self aware enough to like know how far you could go with it. I think it all comes comes back to to leveraging the sport and using it, having it work for you and not not against you. Another thing I think about athletes, student athletes, um, I think that fuck, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. It'll come back. You can talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll I'll answer this question from my perspective. When I was growing up, I wanted to be in the NBA. I wanted to be just like Allen Iverson, short, short black guy with cornrows and tattoos and arm sleeves and yo the dude was swaggy i was like that's who i want to be right he like was. killing people killing people and so that's what i wanted to be and so i i put all i put all my i want to say i put all my eggs into trying to chase that that dream 
Um, and then where I went to school, it was a K-12 school. So I did my whole kindergarten and 12th grade career at, at the same school. And I could count on my one hand, probably, probably on like two hands, how many black kids came through it. Like it wasn't a lot. It was like a small subset of the whole, whole school. So I was good at like basketball, football. So I was good at like all the sports just because I felt like it, it, it just came easy to me. And once you figure out, you know, people's tendencies and how patterns work, then you start to figure out, all right, this is how I'm going to expose you and this is how I'm going to win because I'm, I'm trying to win. Um, and then people started to be like, like when I would miss a shot in basketball, like you're not supposed to miss that. Like you're supposed to be like really good. And this pressure of you can't, mess up because everyone's looking at you and all these eyes are on you and and you have a certain expectation you're trying to hold but it's the pressure from everybody else and you're not really looking at yourself and what you're how you're progressing it's more of trying to appease to everybody and making sure that everybody has this image or perception of you and so I started to like turn it into a trying to impress everybody and not just work on myself. I think that took a little longer to, to develop out of because I was like, one point it came to, I can't impress everybody. Like I can do everything perfect and someone's still going to find something wrong. And so once I started to figure that out, like I just got to do me and figure out where this can take me. Then things started to change. Things started to change. But it takes, it takes, you mentioned maturing a little later and that's a that took a while to, to come to to realize probably like junior senior year how did you make that switch i didn't just got tired I got tired of hearing all the like all the comparisons because usually i'm pretty quiet and i'm pretty reserved and if if i were to like if i were to like say something or respond back that's when you know you messed up because i don't really be saying stuff like that and so then i just started like responding more to people and be like all right enough like I'm tired of it like I'm gonna miss it's okay like whatever and I just got tired of it started sticking up for myself more and then started to change a little bit but I think as I got older and older and got into college the same those expectations were different because now I was not in the same school system that I was in for the last 13 years it's a totally new environment you can kind of start over brand new and start a new leaf and so hey I I'm good in the classroom too, as well as on the basketball court, on the on the field, whatever. Like I can do a lot of the different things and trying to understand what my strengths were and how I could amplify those, but also still continue to be under the radar and doing well in, in school and making sure that I was heading towards the, the bigger picture. Do you think if your school wasn't K through 12 and it was, like broken up into like K through four, five through eight, and then nine through twelve. Do you think it would have been a different outcome? You think you would have developed that skill a little earlier? Yeah, I think I would have got more comfortable in my shoot and my and my skin earlier because I it almost would have been like starting over every time. Once you get to sixth grade, you got to go to middle school, middle school, middle school to high school. You got to start over again. But I think it would have just been comfortable. I mean, more comfortable breaking out of that shell and not trying to not having to impress anybody because nobody knows what I bring to the table if you're the new guy, right? Everyone's trying to figure it out. So 
Uh, I think it would have been a lot different, but because I did my whole school career there, teachers get to know you, students get to know you. Um, you know, a lot of the routines stay the same. So I, I think it would have been very different for sure. I agree, but at the same time, I feel like when you are the new person, you do kind of have to prove yourself because like, I feel like when you're new, like you're kind of slept on. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. But I think it's, there's also not expectations. There's not expectations already set though. It's like you're coming in with a blank slate and then it's up to you to decide, up to you to to figure out where you stand in the in the pecking order. Yeah. It's like up to you to set the bar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree. Wanna go on to the last one? Yeah. So last one that I had on my mind was like everybody now wants to make a certain amount of money. And I have two my thoughts about this. I think um one, when you put like a limit or like when you set a goal for how much you want to make, I don't think that it should be like a permanent goal. I think it should be like something where you're like, I want to hit this, but this isn't the ceiling. Um, because once you like are chasing a goal for so long and then you get comfortable, you don't ever like pursue more. Number one. Number two, when it comes to making a certain amount of money, I think people are fooled by like the number they make instead of the number they're keeping. Like for example, if you make a hundred thousand, like as soon as your income increases and you start like going out more, spending more, um, having like lifestyle inflation, you are also setting yourself back to the point where you're like either making the same amount as you were when you were at a lower income or making less because now you're spending more. So I feel like sometimes people are fooled by how much other people are making or how much they're making as opposed to how much they're actually like keeping or saving. What was the number for you that you wanted to to reach like as a as a safe number of if I make this, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight. Um initially, like I say I wanna make a hundred K just because I feel like at this age, like it's not like in our profession, it's hard to make a hundred K being like a year, a year and a half. I was kind of hard to make a hundred K. So I had that in my head. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I got my new job and I got the pay increase, I got a little comfortable because like it was like such more money that I was like, oh, I'm good. But then that didn't last long. So I think like now I feel like I'm kind of on set to hit a hundred K and now I'm just like, I don't know what my next number is, but I still don't think 100K is enough. Like, I don't think that number is going to satisfy me. For your lifestyle? Huh? 100K, definitely not. <laughs> for your lifestyle? 100K, definitely not enough. No, it's not. But I did I did have, like, lifestyle inflation. I really did. Like, I I think it was in a good way, though. Like, I, I invested in a, in a different business coach that was a lot more money a month. Um. I didn't buy a car. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I didn't buy a car. But I did go out to eat more. And I, and I and I do go to more brunches now. But <laughs> that was my lifestyle inflation. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I'm gonna have any more lifestyle inflation, so I'm good. <laughs> I think I got it on my system. This was the year to get it on my system because it was crazy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
a lot, a lot of brunches, a lot of brunches. Yeah, it's just yeah, but I think I got that out of my system. So, um, I do think it's more so about how much you're keeping, not so much with the number you're bringing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with. What'd you say? I was gonna make another point. That's why I think like not having student loans sets you so far apart from those who do have student loans because you can make less money. Like you can have a lower income yearly, but if you don't have any student loans compared to somebody who makes more but has student loans or debt, you're doing better because you don't have like that monthly um, bill you have to pay every month. You don't have that yeah. over your head. And that, that makes that makes so much of a difference. So like my friends yeah. that, that don't have any student loans would make less than me. Like they're, they technically make more than me because they keep more than me. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Having to pay back nineteen hundred, having to allocate nineteen hundred dollars or whatever the student loan payment is a month, when you making like, like let's say if you were to make four thousand a month, and you stick to the standard ten year repayment plan, that's half your income is gone just the student loans. If you if you didn't do any other, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mortgage, it's courses, it's traveling experiences it's it's a lot of things that you're missing out just because of a huge loan payment and not to say that you know you didn't make the right decision or anyone who has to take out loans didn't make the right decision but it's it's a huge factor in your life your quality of life and what you're trying to accomplish in the current years and in the future as well yes but it's kind of like what Carl was talking about on I forgot what the episode was called, but trying to get the best return on investment on like what you pay, what you pay to go to school and get your degree. Mm -hmm. So you, you got to make mm -hmm. it worth it. Absolutely. And I think now as like now being out of school and like get having this podcast and being exposed to other people who are making more money or like financial advisors and, and, areas like that like now seeing what's possible with the current lifestyle that you have and the current life the lifestyle you're trying to get to and figuring out how to make that happen i think that makes it easier to keep more money if you can understand what you're trying to get to in the future and having a plan to get there because if you don't have a plan or any structure then it's just easy to throw some money there throw some money there throw some money there and hope that you know that over time, you're going to have enough save to, for when a big purchase has to be made. But if you have an idea of what you need to have saved up and what big milestones you're trying to accomplish in X amount of time, then I think it makes it easier to keep more of your money because what's important, what the main thing is remaining the main thing. So um, I think that that's been huge for me because I never really thought about like, planning for the future like you hear about like retirement accounts investing all that stuff and 401ks and growing up like we didn't really talk a lot about that for in my family so I feel like now I'm learning all this on the fly and you know trying to figure out who knows where's the information coming from and who has the best interest for me and my lifestyle goals because my lifestyle goals ain't cheap either I need to make some bread to have the lifestyle I want I just tweeted about having a podcast studio and I want one in my house. Like I want one in my house and then a, another, who knows if it's another location to 
record these episodes, but for that to happen, like a plan got to be followed and, you know, steps got to be in place to make sure that I can achieve those, those goals. So uh, I think it's now it's trying to become easier to keep more money. I'm not saying like I'm perfect and I don't splurge on things. I, I will occasionally, but I, I think it's easier now to keep more money in like saved up but because there's a there's a plan in place i agree i used to be so bad with like spending money because i didn't know where it was going i feel like the financial planning and then also the budgeting helps you allocate where your money is going and then if you do mess up one month or two you kind of know where you need to dial back and um, where you can start stop spending money at and like in what categories and where where you can start saving from um, so that's I think that's been a game changer for me at least. I still like kind of have times where I spend money recklessly, but I don't think it's as bad as it was before. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely, definitely. Uh, I think this will be a sneak peek to a future episode, but we're gonna have someone on who has been helping, who has been helping us individually. But he, we hopped on a call a couple weeks ago, and he kind of took a look at my my finances and he was like you have this x amount left over each month what are you doing with it and i was like i i don't know it's just like sitting there he's like yeah we need to have a plan of where this extra money's gonna go so like if you're trying to let's put timelines on what you want to have saved by this by the end of the year by next march next may like what how much we're gonna have this much saved up because you are allocating x amount of dollars to each month to savings account or a ira or investing options whatever it may be and i was like oh i got some i got some work to do so but it was nice to have that as a person who like does this and be able to talk to you about what what your goal specific goals are and how they're gonna help you get there so just stay tuned for that on in the future for future episodes. I thought that was cool too when they did it for me because I was thinking I get like so intrigued with the whole financial aspect of things. But I'm like, we can like as PTs and as like coaches, we can like lay out a plan for somebody to get from A to Z, like physically, right? But when it comes to us getting A to Z in a different area, it's hard for us to do it. I'm like that is so interesting. So like I I like I like learning about that stuff, but I also do not want to manage that on my own. Like I like to learn about it, but I want somebody that has the expertise to be like, this is what you should do, and like show me like the hypothetical result that I'm likely to get. But I think it's yeah. cool how it all relates back to PT or like coaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, it's less like um. It's the point A to point B, the quickest way to get to from one point to another is a straight line. And if you got someone who's seen hundreds or hundreds of people to have managed their money, then you are saving yourself time on not making the same mistakes that other people have made. Even though everyone's situation is different, the principles remain the same and it can be adapted to whatever the goals are. Exactly. We did a lot of we did a lot of drawing it back to other episodes. So that was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So y'all go check out all those episodes that were mentioned. Plus we'll we link got a couple them. more. Yeah, we'll link them in the show notes and then the ones coming out in the next couple of weeks, you guys will enjoy a lot as well. All right. We'll catch you on the next episode.
Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Key and Mang Audio Experience. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll catch you in the next episode.